Hello everyone, thank you so much for coming on to listen to this episode. I just want to preface this by saying that we were having a lot of audio issues and there was kind of a delay in our audio, so a lot of this episode had to be cut out. So if there's any parts that sound kind of weird, just know that that's why. But we still hope that you enjoy this episode nonetheless, and I'll see you next week. Bye! Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of First Gen Failures. Today we're going to be talking about a disease, a pandemic that is really taking over the world. And I'm not really talking about COVID right now, even though that is very relevant. We're talking about TikTok. (laughs) We're going to talk about TikTok disease and just what, how has TikTok become what it is? Like it's such a phenomenon. So let's just dive into it. Honestly, and I took the liberty of checking my screen time. And surprisingly enough, it's only been one and a half hour. And it is currently 2 p.m. when we're filming this. But out of that one and a half hour, 45 minutes were spent on TikTok today. Just 45 out of that one and a half hour I've been on my phone today. I'm currently very jealous of you. I've had a couple of very boring classes today. And thus, my screen time for just TikTok today has been two hours and 16 minutes. So... You know, just a little preface here. <laughs> like, we're not. It, 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 mm, yeah. Well, yeah. We start with that. We can start with the first um, topic, I guess, we want to talk about the addictivity of it. Especially in Gen Z. It's, so, we did some research for you guys, and 41% of people that have downloaded TikTok are from the ages of 16 to 24. Young adults and teenagers. Like, that's so crazy to me. That's almost a majority of TikTok users just being in that what, eight-year gap, and 68 billion hours were spent on TikTok in 2019. I don't even know how big of a number that is. That's crazy to wrap my head around. Not really, because, I mean, I probably contributed a good amount, but still. I mean, yeah, that's insane, and think about it. That's only in 2019 before, like, the significant part of the pandemic hit. So if you had to look at 2020 stats, it's going to absolutely skyrocket in comparison, which is just crazy. So, I really want to talk about, I really want to find out why it is that TikTok has done just so well, has honestly blown almost YouTube and Netflix out of the water in terms of like what we do when we have some time. And just all these other social media apps, like why is it so unique? So one thing that I'm going to start talking about right now, which I think is a really big part of this, is the For You page, right? You know, Instagram has the Explore page, YouTube has its little recommended section, But the For You page is so unique. And you've heard it before. It's the infamous TikTok algorithm and how it works with, like, the way it gets tons and tons of data from, like, how long you watch a video to how you interact with it. Do you like it? Did you comment on it? Do you keep coming back to it? And it really shows you what you want to see based off of all of this. And because it's so addictive, because it keeps learning more about what you like, it keeps showing you things that you enjoy, you spend more time on it, it more accurately learns exactly what you want to see so it's crazy like this this level of 40 page customization and the amount of like machine learning that has gone into this which i'm getting nerdy now but it's, it's crazy like it's nothing like we've seen in any other application like work so successfully before i, I like. have to agree and literally earlier today when i was scrolling it was like hey interact with this video if you like cherry jolly ranches if you drive a Honda, if you play lacrosse, if you like the color blue, like, um, if you're currently in math class right now. And it was so scary to me how literally, like, all of the, I mean, this might seem a little general, but, like, it was ticking off all the boxes for me. I was like, that 
that is scary. Like sometimes it's funny, but sometimes the specificity of it gets a little scary. But like, like you said, like I rarely see things I disagree with on my for you page. Like it's always like, this is so funny or and like, oh my God, I totally relate to this. And that's kind of why it's so addicting what can I like view and the thing is like it's so different every video it can be from like someone crying about their day to like screaming in a pillow to like literally like a dance compilation or something like it's just there's so much variety that it's so addicting I mean absolutely and I feel like what's really specific about this is that it really puts you in your own personal bubble like I rarely see the things on my for you page that don't correlate with me like I'm not going to be scrolling through TikTok and seeing some like Christian talk stuff like that doesn't really correlate with the things that I tend to watch and I'm generally not going to see anything that like a Trump supporter or something would post like that's just not something that ever shows up on my for you page and that makes sense right because that would kind of turn me off I'd be like oh I don't know if I really want to look at this I don't want to like those are just not things that I'm particularly interested in at all. (laughs) So, you know, the For You page doesn't show them to me. And it really puts you in your own personal bubble in terms of like what you see. And I feel like when you scroll through your For You page, you're like, wow, everyone around me is like so similar. Like we all think like the same things, if that makes sense. And it it's really interesting because it kind of puts you in your own like cliques almost. And I think that's really fascinating. And like it groups you in a way. But like um, going on to that, like TikTok trends are literally taking over everything. I it's so weird how like my sense of humor has changed so much like literally half the time I FaceTime Eileen and we're just talking I'll like we just laugh because we're quoting like famous TikToks or like the audios and it's just like so funny to us now. yeah like <laughs> but like we, all these like silly things and like these, <laughs> these trends are literally taking over everything like um tiktok dances like i know that when i hang out with my friends i'm like hey guys like let's make a tiktok or like you know like let's learn a dance or something like this is really fun to do and it's just crazy how like a year ago i probably would have laughed at myself if i was looking at tiktok I'm like what are you doing but now i'm just so addicted to it i want to be very yep. honest with you my for you page knows my type better than i know my type and it's very scary but yeah, but I, I get what you're saying with, like, the whole TikTok tre- trends taking over everything. Like, walk up to anybody from the ages of, like, 14 to 18 right now and ask them to do do the Renegade, and they'll be able to do it for you, even if they learned it six months ago. Like, it's it's crazy, like, how much these trends have taken over TikTok, especially, like, in terms of, like, comedy. Yeah. Trends. Like, it's the, it's the mm-mm for me, like, it's the blank for me, or, like, the <laughs> fairy, like, like, the little sparkles That's next so to your funny. words. That, like, that, I, that's TikTok. Like, it just, every... It, it becomes like universal you know so i feel like these trends they used to kind of come from youtube and instagram like a little but now they are just tiktok is pumping them out i guess like people have to tell like so much more interconnected like y'all, we have like everyone who uses the app gets the same jokes and gets the same vines and we probably all seen the same funny videos like we all get it you know it's crazy how connected we've gotten over tiktok it's definitely taken away as you said earlier from other medias like YouTube and Netflix. I personally don't even go on YouTube anymore. I mean, I don't know if it's just dead because of the pandemic, but like I haven't gone on YouTube in a while. Anytime I want to relax or take a break, I would, you know, go on YouTube, watch a video, go on Netflix and watch an episode. But now I'm just like, let me scroll through TikTok for a little bit. Granted, it's never just a little bit, but that's my form of a break now. Right. And I think that it's important to see that like it grew over like 5.5 times in terms of like user base one and a half years just over 18 months that's crazy 5.5 times of the user base but that that's only adult users too so we're not even talking about the people that are like under 18 like that's that's insane like this is such a fast growing thing and 
I definitely resonate mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Like, I haven't opened Netflix in so long. I'm still a YouTube girl. Sorry about it. But Netflix, I haven't opened her in a long time. And, you know, TikTok has become kind of like the go-to. It becomes what my finger tends to gravitate towards whenever I have that little extra time to spend on my phone, even though I should be doing other things. But that's besides the point. This is just talking about the TikTok disease. And we've seen that a lot of apps like try to recreate this kind of TikTok-like experience in order to grow back their user bases, mm-hmm. I mean. So Instagram like tried to recreate this experience, right, with like the whole reels thing, but it's not really quite the same. Like if you've ever scrolled through it, it's on your explore page, like it's really not quite as personal. They're literally just like recycled TikTok. So it's like, well, guess where they're coming from? Yes, correct. But I think another thing that's so important about this app are the implications for music creators. Yeah. So many musicians like Don Tolliver, Doja Cat, Little Nas, like all of these people have come to prominence with this app. And I mean, maybe they would have come come like, you know, to prominence later. Maybe they had listeners before, but they blew up because of this app and it's hard to argue otherwise. I think it's also really prominent for the music creators that are already established. Like, for example, Drake, you cannot tell me that Tootsie Slide was not made for anything other than TikTok. Like it was just made to blow up on TikTok and it was just like music creators have learned how to like mess with their music to make it more palatable for tiktok users and beyond its implications for music creators it's also really important to think about like the way that it has just helped content creators and i think it's just so much easier to become quote-unquote found on tiktok than other media platforms and this is not even debatable like for example youtube YouTubers need to create like one to two years worth of absolutely unseen content to ever like truly get noticed and truly like begin to build up their user base, right? But we don't, or their fan base, I mean, like we don't really see this same phenomenon with TikTok users. People can go viral from their very first video. Like it doesn't really discriminate as much in terms of like how many views you already get or what your fan base is already like, like how many watch hours you have. It's, it's... There's much less of a commitment with TikTok, I feel. And that's that's a big reason why so many of these content creators, Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, what, Addison Rae, like, all these, like, little content creators, too, like, people that go to our own school, like, these kinds of creators are able to blow up so much easier. Like, Charlie, she blew up when she was 15 for a dance video. Not saying that she doesn't have talent, but because of that dance video, she's had several partnerships she's freaking like dance with j-lo i think has has a clothing line has a has a makeup brand a nail whatever like she has so much just because of this app so like the opportunities are endless i think that's kind of why it's so addicting because like uh, i went viral once Um, (laughs) (laughs) and i think a lot of my friends have too like i all my friends are like oh this one video got like 100k views or something which like you're never gonna see yeah. on youtube like you make a video and oh accidentally got 100k views that's not gonna happen unless you have like a very solid database or user base and you're already getting like a lot of regular viewers right like yeah. th- you don't see that i feel like we got an inkling of that with musically with like baby ariel and them like we saw how much she blew up but tiktok absolutely blew it out of it's proportion also, like, like how do they get that I don't know, it's China. They probably do some, but it's still scary. Sure. A lot of other apps already do this, even if we don't know, like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, like all of these companies already do all this data analysis. The thing that really makes TikTok revolutionary is what they did with this data that all of these other companies already collect. So like it's it's just the, the way that their algorithm worked and like the way that they designed the app is just so revolutionary in that way because they took this 
they can get so much data. Think about how many hours you just spend watching, 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 watching. That's so much data for them. They can figure out so much based on what you like. And I mean, yeah, a lot of other companies have already done this, but the way that TikTok has done it is truly revolutionary. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you like this episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at First Gen Failures to get some notifications about upcoming episodes. We post every Friday at 6 a.m. That's pretty much it.